0: Welcome to C3 Church, Quins Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Start off by sharing a bit of a story uh, of mine. And so my wife, Emily and I, were over in Bali visiting my mother-in-law, Lynn, and hanging out with the C3 TV guys. One of the days we were like, hey, you know what? we're going to go get a massage, you know, we're going to do the barley thing. And so we went to a a massage place, looking at all the different types of massages. Uh, Emily chose a a face treatment thing where they put the thing on your face. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to treat myself, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to to bring out the big bucks, right? I'm going to spend $5 and get myself a one hour hot stone massage. So anyway, we got everything sorted, Uh, the people took us through to get ready for our massages, they put uh, the mask on Emily, I laid down and they started placing these stones on my back and my arms. First one goes on, it's great, awesome. Second one goes on, fantastic, hitting just the spot. They put them all over my arms and my legs and they get get to my back. And I'm not sure if they just dipped this stone in lava apart from the rest <laughs> of us. But it was hot, I tell you, it was hot. And my first thought was, it's okay, they, they know what they're doing, they're professionals. It will cool. cool down, it will cool down. So they finished everything, they said, Don't I see and left the room. One minute goes by. This stone is still on fire. <laughs> Two minutes go by. And I think this thing is burning through my back. <laughs> In this moment, I look over at Emily, she can't move, she's got this mask kind on of her face, and if she does, it's ruined, it's absolutely ruined. And I'm looking around frantically in the room to see if there's anyone who can help me out while still stuck laying down on this massage table. I can't get up, because I've got stones all over my back. I can't reach, because let's be real, I'm not as flexible as I used to be. And so like any great man with integrity and strength, I didn't call out, and I took it like a man. Oh. <laughs> what a man. <laughs> later when we got back to our hotel room, we, we had a look where the stone was, and uh, there was this red raw circle on my back. It ended up being like that for the next couple of days, and finally that decided to blister later oh. that <laughs> That's how hot it was. You know, we can have all these things going on in our life, just like these stones on my back and my arms. We live busy lives, yeah? yeah? And when a hot stone, an issue comes in our life and is placed in the middle of all of it, we frantically look around. We hope that someone would help us out. But this morning, I want to encourage us again, church, that Christ is our hope. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. And Jesus Christ moves through us. And he is our living hope. In today's modern world, hope is a wishy-washy, uncertain optimism. It's a I wish for this, I uh, I desire this with no real assurance, but through translation of Hebrew and Greek language. The word hope, it explains that this is a word um, that means certainty. And so when it is written in scripture, such as Jeremiah seventeen seven, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. It speaks to us that we can have a certainty in Jesus Christ. Very good. Romans fifteen thirteen, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with the with hope yeah. by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Perhaps you're going through a circumstance right as right now as I speak. I believe this is for you. This hope means there is certainty in Jesus' promises, that as we hope in Him, there is an outworking of joy and peace into our worlds. That when we hope in Him, we will be filled with the Holy Spirit. That maybe you need to pray and ask God to move in your world just like this scripture. That today is a turning point for you this morning. You may have heard of the Apostle Peter, Just your friendly neighborhood fisherman. But you know what? Jesus thought otherwise. Jesus saw Peter not just as an ordinary fisherman. He believed he was greater than that. And so Jesus, he asked Peter to to come and share what true love is and asked him and called him out to be one of his disciples. Peter, he was formerly known as Simon, but Jesus called him Peter, which translates to the rock, not the hot stone that was on my back. rock. (laughs) You know, this can be seen as prophetic in, in the works that he would later do in his life, being a disciple of Jesus and placing his hope in Jesus. Yeah. Hope that strengthened him, hope that anchored him to go out and do amazing things yeah. for many, many years, even after Jesus' death. Yeah. Truth be told, Peter was human. Human? Human. human. There was uh, many times where it was hard for him to place his hope in Jesus. But Peter, this fish, he shows us the great picture of having hope in Jesus in Matthew 14. And there are three actions that Peter takes that I would love to point out to you today. Three things that are actions that we can take with having a hope in Jesus. Right. The first one, call out. Second one, step out. The third one, reach out. And so this morning we're going to be reading out of Matthew 14:22 to 33. In the message version, so feel free to read along in your Bibles or um, check out the screens as they will be going along with me as well. So, anyway, this uh, scripture—it's about Jesus. He just recently did a miracle of feeding heaps of people with some bread and fish, and um, afterwards he's like, "Hey, disciples, you go out the water, jump on the boat. I'll catch up with you later. I'm gonna go up to the mountain and chill out with God for a little bit." So, we read in verse 22: "As soon as the meal was finished." He insisted that the disciples get in the boat and go on ahead to the other side. While he dismissed the people, which the crowd disappeared, he climbed the mountain so he could be by himself and pray. He stayed there alone late into the night. Meanwhile, the boat was far out to sea when the wind came up against them and they were battered by the waves. At about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. They were scared out of their wits. A ghost, they said, crying out in terror. But Jesus was quick to comfort them. Courage is me. Don't be afraid. Peter suddenly bold said, Master, if it's really you, call me to come to you on the water. You know, Christ is always with us, but he waits for us to call out to him. Yeah. We see here the, the disciples here in a, in, a, in a bit of a pickle. They're, they're getting battered by waves left, right and centre. And, you know, when we could be going through trials and circumstances and our thought process is uh, we hope that it will eventually work out. But when we are hoping out of uncertainty and not placing our hope in Jesus to be our helper, our automatic thought process is quickly, let's fix this, let's help them and I'll do this out of my own strength. And so like the disciples, already under distress from trying to get through the waves and hoping that their boat would make it through the night. We see they were so caught up in placing their hope in themselves they mistook the one person who could help them now. Yeah, we see time and time again where Jesus himself would take a step back in circumstances and trials. And even alone from the people to call out to his father, to call out to God. And he shows us and he shows Peter and how we should respond in these situations. So we see here Peter he stops, he calls out to Jesus. And this morning, where does your hope come from? There are many times where rough times come our way and we can easily blame God. But in the moment, in the trial, do we ever place our hope in Him? Do do we ever take a second to step back and say, God, I surrender this to you. Jesus, I surrender this to you. I ask that you would be in my life. Let's stop in times of trouble and wait on God and call out to Jesus. Let's place our hope in Jesus who says he will always be with us. Verse 29, he said, come ahead, jumping out of the boat. Peter walked on the water to Jesus. And so Peter, his hope, it leads him to step out to step out of the circumstance and step onto the water. and Christ wants to stir in us an expectation that there's more beyond just hope to help us out, but a hope that will live in us forever, a hope that takes us above the circumstance. Timothy Keller says, we need a living hope to get through life and endure suffering. A living hope that enables us to have both sorrow and joy. A living hope is an inheritance achieved for us by Christ. That with this hope in Christ, it isn't always quick, I'm going to take away the problem. But specifically, Timothy Keller says, endure suffering. And so there is a shaping and growing in us as we step out in faith. As we step out into the waters, it's rough seas, but instead our attention is on Christ, our Saviour. Not frantically trying to fix the boat ourselves, but our hope is that Christ has our trials and circumstances. Christ shapes us and equips us to the people we will eventually become. As we lean on him, that we don't just come out of circumstances being a survivor, but yes. a conqueror. Yes. And so step out. Step out of the mindset that this circumstance is going to hurt you yeah. and bring you down. We're t- where things are tough, where it's so hard to keep going, remember we have a God who goes before us, yeah. a God who strengthens us, and most importantly a God who would not put us into a situation where we wouldn't come out of it greater than we were when we came yeah. in. Verse thirty. But when he looked down at the waves churning beneath his feet, he lost his nerve and started to sink. He cried, "Master, save me!" Jesus didn't hesitate. He reached down and grabbed his hand. Then he said, "Faint heart, what got into you?" The two of them climbed into the boat, and the wind died down. The disciples in the boat, having watched the whole thing, worship Jesus, saying, this is it, you are God's Son, for sure. And uh, it's only the other day, Pastor Steve and I were out in the sea container, and uh, we were packing up after church, and I don't know about you, but it's been really hot these last couple of days, it was like 38 degrees when we were in there, and we were were talking about, it. it was like a sauna, hey Pastor Steve, so hot. It was like, just said it was lovely. <laughs> anyway, Pastor Steve turned to me and he said, what would you do? What would you do if you were stuck in here until next Sunday? <laughs> and so I turned to Pastor Steve and, and my first thing is well, there's, there's popcorn there from, you know, Christmas time. I'll, I'll eat that to survive. Pastor Steve said, what about what about water? What about seeing? Like, it's going to be completely dark in there. What, what about praying? Did you ever think to pray? And to be honest, I did. My first thought was food. <laughs> you know, we could be traveling along awesomely. Everything's going great. I'm walking out in water, Jesus. I'm walking out in water to God where you've called me to. But now everything is okay. Slowly I take my eyes off Christ. Now that things are going well, I slowly take my eyes off Christ. Reality is, we can fall at one time in our lives, and even on our Christian wall. No one is perfect, we, we all are sinners, we all stuff up. Pastor Jason Schroeder, our senior pastor, was teaching a three-part series on faith, hope, and love at our Headman Heights campus, and these are three massive topics that make up our character as Christians, but Pastor Jason describes hope like this. Hope is a joy, peace sandwich that rests knowing that God holds the future and I don't know about you but that sounds delicious <laughs> so when we fall we need to remember who holds our future we need to remember where our hope comes from and so Peter when he started to sin he remembered where his hope came from and he reached out he reached out to Jesus he remembered where his peace and and joy comes from. That is God who holds our future. And so this morning, maybe you've taken your eyes off Christ. You've drifted from your hope in Jesus. Reach out. Reach out again to Him. And as it says, Jesus didn't hesitate pulling Peter out of the water, and He won't hesitate pulling you out either this morning. So today, I believe. I believe as you reach out to Him, He will reach out to you that we can have a certainty that Christ our Saviour laid down his life to bear the sins of the world, to bear the sins of, of, of what we have done so that we may have hope. You know, this hope that we have, it's, it's a hope that hustles. Can you say, hope that hustles"? Hope yeah, hustles. hustles? You know, we have a hope that isn't to be kept to ourselves. A hope that in Hebrews 10, 23-24 says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. In the early days of the church, the statement holding fast of the confession of our hope was the excitement and knowing of Jesus' resurrection and now enablement of everlasting life from grace. And so the people of the early church, they couldn't, Contain this, they were so excited that Jesus, a man who lived a life not of a common king, came to earth to serve his people and was victorious over sin and death. Well Jesus calls us to serve others, to live a life like he did. And it says in Matthew twenty eight, nineteen Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit so today god doesn't call us to contain this let's consider how we can stir up love and good works. and right now why don't you look to the person to your left and your right you know there are people sitting next to you today who are going to be changing other people's lives the power of jesus christ and so can you church we have a responsibility to share who jesus christ is through love in youth, we have a vision statement of wild love, and it comes from 1 John three sixteen to 17, and it goes a little bit like this. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and truth. You know, we call these moments of loving through actions and truth wild love moments, and it's equivalent to our plus one moments that we have here in our church. Moments where we can go out of our way to love on others, to represent Christ and who we are, but also to give opportunities to answer questions of who Christ is and help our fellow friends meet Him. Why do we do this? Well, as I said earlier, Christ calls us to it. But not only that, if you've ever experienced Christ in your world, you know He comes to give life and life to the full. I don't know about you, but I want my family, I want my friends, I want my work colleagues, and I want my barista down the road to have that same life to the full as well. When Christ took me from a place of feeling, I had to be someone I wasn't, to be loved and accepted. Then to a place where I am loved and made whole in Christ. That I have a hope, that I have a God who will never leave me, always love me, help me when I need him, and tell me I'm worthy and important, that one day I will be with him in heaven. I want that for everyone. Yes. And so the more I read, the more I spend time with him, the more the Holy Spirit will shape me to be more like Christ. Where I can represent Christ through my actions, showing kindness to others and doing those things you don't do because you feel like you'll be seen a certain way or feel uncomfortable doing. I do them. I allow God to speak to me and show me the blessing and fruit that comes when I step out in faith to bless others. And so can we church. We can pray for our friends and family and pray that they would meet Christ, but we need to be proactive and giving them opportunities and by inviting them to church and pointing them in the direction of Jesus. Yeah. And so we have a couple of things that we do here that I kind of want to quickly plug in. And so we have an Alpha course. This is yes. so important. Yeah. Yeah. It's designed yeah. for people who have questions, questions about life and who God is. And it's run by a very pastor, Nicole, who uh, can see you after the service, get some more information. But we also have events coming up uh in church such as our big night out on the 6th of april we have our easter sunday on the 22nd of april we have mother's day on the 12th of may and let's be real we can invite anyone to any of these church services because yes. we all know that the best people come from c3 and. <laughs> We're great people to hang out with. Yes. And so today you can jump on our church website as well. You can uh, you can find a, a calendar on there that you can print off, put on your fridge, and you can send information to your friends and family as well. Right now, can I have the band come on? Galatians 6:9. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Where does your hope come from? we have a Saviour in which we can place our hope in. Not a hope that is, hey, He might show up, but if we wholeheartedly place our hope in Jesus Christ, our Saviour, we can call out to Him to be our helper. We can step out with Him by our side to the plans and purposes we have been designed to take up. That when we stumble, we can reach out to Him and have the answer of always yes when we ask for forgiveness. I believe that this is early days for C3QB. I believe we will see our whole community know who Jesus Christ is. I believe for broken families to find hope in Jesus. I believe for lost people to find hope in Jesus. I believe for people who can't stand life any longer find hope in Jesus. I believe for people who feel like they have to be someone they're not find hope in Jesus. And this morning, church, we are called to be hope bearers.